Good afternoon and welcome back to another episode of the Ram Jam. I'm Spencer Kellogg sitting here with my favorite basketball expert, Brian Lamb. How are you doing, Brian? Good. Hello, folks of Richmond. Hello, Spencer. It's happy been a New little Year. While. Yeah, Happy New Year, everyone. Uh, I know it's been a little little bit since our last episode. You know, you know how the holidays go. They get a little busy. Traveling. I, I actually, I know sleeping, we, we promised drinking. we would not get sick again. I actually got sick again. Uh, the uh, weather's been a crapshoot. Yeah. Is this uh, global warming? Uh, that that's a that's a different debate for a different show, I guess. <laughs> um, how's it going? That's pretty good. Uh, we beat Mason this weekend. Nothing yeah, better than that. I know. We I love know. sticking your fa- it to your Mason. favorite team. The worst. Mason. Yeah. Back to back to Northern Virginia with a lot of you. The worst. I George Mason is the worst school in Virginia, and it has the most bogus. <laughs> Tampered basketball program in the history of the United States. I no. Brad, that was a good win. That was a good win, though. They was, did. They did win nine games in a row. Every time we beat George Mason, it's a great win. Yeah, it it, it was it was a good game. I think we showed up pretty well. Yeah, we walked uh, into their arena and punked them. We did, and and I think a lot of people thought that George Mason actually had a chance against us. Uh, they won nine straight. They beat some pretty good teams in there, but um, I think we showed them who the real boss is. Yeah, VCU. In the state of Virginia. That's right. Boss number two. That's right. UVA. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad we weren't on the air earlier this month. We, we went through some tough times there. Uh, anybody remember Illinois? Ooh. Yeah, yeah, I remember some some one of my friends, miserable uh, Spencer, miserable came over to my house and was just talking and crying like a little baby about how, oh man, I thought we were top twenty material, and then and now look at us now, uh, we're the worst worst team on the face of the planet. We are never gonna get anywhere. We're not even gonna get into the tournament. I don't I don't know if you said all that, but all right, it's it un- felt like you said all, all right, that. All right, I'll fall on the sword. I'll fall on the sword. Look. <laughs> It was it was a very troubling night. It was a very troubling night. I'm sure all of you felt the same way. I mean, it's just a bogus game to schedule, anyways. It's it's kind of one of these games where I imagine when they scheduled it, they thought, "Oh, Illinois, that's a big time game. That's a big big basketball program. We're really going to look forward to it." But then by the time we actually played the game, what was the reality? We're down in some uh, empty arena in Florida. No one. Was no one there. was there. It was I like mean, a scrimmage. How how do you how do you expect and this is a question for the athletic director of VCU. How do you expect your players to show up and perform in a game like that? They've been traveling doing um, these tournaments, you know, down uh, when they played Baylor in St in St. Joseph's and LSU. They come back and play a game against Princeton, then you send them down to Florida. And if I recall correctly, that that was right maybe after final exams, just a bad time to schedule the game, a bad place to play it, and they came out as flat as the game looked on paper. Yeah, they they were definitely flat was probably an understatement. They did not Outplayed. come close to looking like the team that we had uh seen at the beginning of the season. And Will Wade looked uh, you didn't did you see that press conference afterwards? No, I didn't. I've never seen him look so deflated. Never. Uh, yeah. Never. Uh. He looked confused. <laughs> he looked confused. I mean, he he looked like he could he couldn't find his way out of a paper bag that night. It was not it was, it was bad. Um, but you know what? Let's talk about the positives. The positives, in my opinion, is that they've gone back to Havoc. 
not complete havoc, but havoc light. And I think we're seeing that. Would you agree? Yeah, I mean, in certain points of some games, I think it's it's called for. I oh, think but, it, it is cool to see it every once in a didn't while. Didn't we press for most of the game against George Mason? Yeah, and we did, it worked we? really well. We and ate Howard alive. I know Howard's not a great team, but that's what happens when you when you use the press against a, a, a weaker team like that. You, you can eat their lunch. It's good to see it because uh, I know some of those games in there we were kind of struggling uh, turning over the ball ourselves, uh, especially in that Georgia Tech game. Uh, we turned the ball over a lot, and that could have been uh, a wake-up call for our team to maybe win the turnover battle uh, against some of these other teams. I know – they're not as good as Georgia Tech and, you know, Old Dominion. I mean, that was still a really close game. Uh, I watched Old Dominion, that. Old Dominion is a good basketball program. They always are. They went on some hard times there after Blaine Taylor got axed uh, for being a drunk. Yeah, I'll never, <laughs> I'll never forget that. But, um, you know, they're back now. They've, they've got Jeff Jones down there, good coach and good program, and they gave us a hell of a game. And and that's it's nice to see us in a tight game with ODU. Yeah, it was a really close game. Um, it's uh... – some of those, I mean, Middle Tennessee was a super close game, and that was a great game. Uh, it was a good. It's a good they win had for some us. Players, is that is that the team that had that guy Giddy Potts? Uh, I'm, looking, I, I'm looking it up right now. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, there he is, Giddy Potts. He went for 25 points. He was seven of 11. I think he made like five of seven three pointers. He was. He. I loved that game, man. I wish every out of conference game could be like that Middle Tennessee State game because. It was just a tough, hard-nosed fought battle, and they had great players who showed up to play. They shot the ball really well. When that game ended, you you leave feeling like VCU had accomplished something, not like they had just you know kind of eked out a win. Good game, good win, and it was really exciting. I, I want to go back just really quickly though to that Georgia Tech game because I want to make sure that we point out that you know a lot of us were were, were thinking that that was going to be not a great loss, and, and no loss is great. But Georgia Tech beat UNC the other night. Yeah, and I think it was a good loss for us. I mean, I was there at the game, and uh, although we did turn over the ball a lot in that game, uh, we hung in there with them. They, looking at their team, I know Georgia Tech's kind of on the bottom of the totem pole for the ACC, but it's still an ACC team, and they had two, like, seven-footers that were clearly much taller than any player we had. I mean, I Mo did really well. Um, it was it kind of was hard to see him get injured at the end of the game in crunch time at the end of overtime. Uh, he was cramping up. Wasn't yeah, he? It, yeah, it looked like he could have been a, a big about? difference maker. What is that about? How are you? He's. I mean, I, the I don't guy, understand that. I mean, he's he's got a lot of muscle. Okay, he's got a lot of okay, muscle. I'll take that. I mean, That's sure. Fair. I mean, That's he fair. could he could eat a banana. For the game or something, you know. <laughs> or, or fifty. Yeah, exactly. He probably should. I mean, he needs to get. I mean, he maybe need to get a little more hydrated or whatnot, and maybe that shouldn't be happening in it's crunch just, time. It's just game. surprising. But He's a guy, senior. It's crunch time. But but the I guy will, has a big ball of muscle. Look, you're completely right. I've never <laughs> seen a man so built with with muscle. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think you're dead on, and and it it just is what it is. But you're right. He cramped up and went down. But that Georgia Tech game, it's it's getting to be a, a more of a mediocre loss. I was thinking it was going to be a bad loss. I was thinking Georgia Tech was going to be at the bottom of the ACC. Not a bad loss at all. I don't think so. I, I think they're yeah. going to be middle of the pack. I mean, anytime you can go in and, and defeat uh, UNC, I mean that that UNC team is stacked, and they beat them by 12 points. They pretty yeah, they beat them the, pretty handily the other and night. And that's good. So that's going to um, be that's looking good for our resume as well. Because exactly. I mean, we took them into overtime. Well, it just doesn't and, look awful for our yeah, resume. And we were in that game. We were. Not, there wasn't a moment in that, that game, game where we were like, "Oh man, we're gonna lose." <sighs> like we we were in the game the whole time. It looked like we could win that game. 
I'm just I, I was just I was looking at video of it. I think that was the game where they hit that three pointer at halftime. Oh man, geez. Uh, oh man. You know, Will Wade. I, I have a couple <laughs> bones to pick with Will Wade because he came in here as as an X and O's guy, and he likes to talk about you know being great out of the out of the timeout and the off the bounds play. Well, for somebody who's so obsessed with analytics, how do you let a team get off that shot? I mean, I, I know it's several games ago, but he's made some head scratching decisions last year and this year that I can't really understand. The whole D- leaving Deriante. Jenkins in the game the other night was I thought it was an abysmal decision. I thought it was a very poor decision. He was hobbling he was limping, around. He's hobbling around. I understand that DJ comes off the sideline. He probably says, "Coach, I want to be in there," but you got to be a coach. Say, "No, you're hurt. You need a way to." You know, I mean, yeah. Luckily for us, he's not on any sort of injury report or anything. Could you imagine if he went back into that game? And he had, you know, ripped up his knee. And and before you answer that question, do you remember last year? This happened with Melvin Johnson right before he we went to the A-10 tournament. We were we were up. We were winning a game by quite a bit. He put Melvin right back in at the end, and, and he went up to take a jump shot, and he came down and sprained his ankle. And that was yes. another moment where and it was like, Will Wade, what are you doing? that affected his game for the, for the A-10 rest, tournament. Yeah. And, for, and for March Madness. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, I think, I think you bring up a, a pretty fair point there, uh, Spencer. Uh, but let's just... Let's just hope that it was just a mistake on Will Wade's part because his lack of experience. And he's a young guy. You're way too hopeful. You're way too hopeful. Oh, I don't know. I don't Third know. time's the charm. Watch the next person, the next player that he does this with, they're going to get hurt and seriously hurt. Deriante Jenkins, anybody, if I had been his parents, I would have been really, I was watching that thinking, what is going on here? This kid's limping around the court. Don't put him. And then he was back on the court, you know, waving his hand saying, coach, I got to come out. Of course you got to come out. You should have never been in there. So anyways. Sorry, I just haven't seen the media really taking taking that flag up, and I think it's important because I, I I'm I'm afraid. Well, that's, that's the problem you have with the team like VCU, who who ha- they're we're we're a mid major team. We don't get a whole bunch of national spotlight, so any kind of coverage you get on on VCU basketball is going to be from a hometown person, uh, i.e., me and you. Yeah. Uh, and, and they probably who, who, they, who yeah. has some bias, some home bias, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Sure, and, sure. Um, and I think I think you are uh, justified in thinking that that was a very boneheaded decision to keep him in. And all I can say is, let's hope that he can yeah. learn his lesson before it gets too far. I hope so because well, and if, look, let me give let me give him let me congratulate Will Wade a little bit, okay? Because honestly, after that Illinois game, he was not treading water; he was sinking, he was drowning in water, okay? And I'm telling you, ever since that Illinois game, they have turned it around. They are playing a more in-your-face, high-press defense, and it's turning the ball over and getting them easy p- points. And and to me, looking at the team, it's what our team was made for. Well, yeah, I mean, you're looking at the majority of the players were. Recruited to play that style, um, you got you got Jaquan Lewis, who's super athletic and super fast. They the, all these players were recruited to play that style, with the exception of the freshman that came in. All these other guys were recruited by Shaka Smart to fit into our system. So um, I think that increasing the level of the havoc style is uh, is going to help us out a lot. Um, I don't think we should do it every single time. Mm-hmm. All game, but uh, a nice helping of it is always always good for us. Usually, when it works, yeah, and I think especially even just coming out of the gate, getting getting in the other team's face and riling them up a little bit, it seems like it's working lately. Um, yeah, attested, I mean, definitely attested by our five in a row. So what yeah, if, exactly. What definitely we, worked against Howard. <laughs> <laughs> now Howard, that's what Queens should have been. 
That's what Liberty should have been. So I'm happy to I'm happy to see that I, I'm happy to see we got a blowout, nice easy win for for our boys. Yeah. Um, and what does that bring us to on the season? What are we at? What's our what's we're, our, we're eleven three. Eleven and three. We're first which, uh, in the which A-10. is pretty good. I mean, if you look at it, I mean, we were what we were uh, ten and three heading into our uh, conference season, and then won the conference opener. Um, I mean, last year at this point in the season, um, we were eight and five heading into our uh, conference season. Oh, good point. And, and good we point. remember we remember last year when we were five and five, and we we're like. Oh no! Oh man! Is this team actually yeah, bad? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> and I think I think a lot of people were feeling that way about our team this year when we were at six and three after that Georgia Tech game. It was it was getting pretty miserable, pretty sad on the forums. People talking about it. It's tough to see it. It, it did not look good. Well, the Illinois game was just such a travesty. But now you're looking at the schedule. Now we're looking at the schedule. Georgia Tech is looking like a mediocre loss, not even a very bad one. Illinois, that's a bad loss. I don't think you can get around it. We played awful. But honestly, I think when the committee looks at that, um, they're going to see that we were playing on a neutral floor. And, and it, you know, you, they're going to take that into consideration. And then Baylor, Baylor's a good I mean, Baylor. Yeah, exactly. So, Baylor, yeah, if you look at our strength of schedule, it's actually not too bad. Illinois is probably the only one in there that looks like a really bad loss just because of how many points we lost to them uh, by. So, um, But if you look at Baylor, we stuck in the game with Baylor. Uh, pretty much, uh, well, most of the game, and Baylor's, what, ranked number two in the country now in this new uh, AP poll, um, and if we look at, if we're looking uh, purely on strength of schedule, the RPI reflects that we're 27 in the RPI right now, uh, which uh, means we're, we're doing pretty good, um, and the AP poll just came out today, uh, and we um, we are 34 in the AP poll, so it, I mean, that just goes to show that we've bounced back from those losses uh, from that six and three and uh, really nailed it down over the last few games. Um, I think George Mason was still a pretty big win, even though it looked like we were a much better team uh, on the court. Um, But beating a team that had won nine straight like that, I think that's, that's a pretty big win for us, at least at this point of the season. Yeah. And we did it on their, we did it on their home court, which is huge. Yeah. Cause uh, their fans are, they're good fans. Suckers. Uh, yeah. Suckers. <laughs> Say what you want about the school or what you really think about the team or the history of the team, but those fans are good fans. And if you, it's a similar fan base to VCU. You know, they, they, they don't you dare. They blew up don't after they made it to the final four. Um, and I mean, and they did nothing. After they got to the final four, they did absolutely nothing. That's true. We've done a lot better. We, did, we moved on the momentum. They did nothing, which is why they lost a great coach. Larinaga went down to Miami. And that's funny because when he left George Mason, I was thinking, oh, maybe he's just trying to take some money. But Larinaga's winning in Miami. So obviously Mason made the wrong decision. They went out and got Paul Hewitt, that laughing stoke of a uh, laughing stock of a coach. He is the reason why they he ran all the all those players ran on to Bradford Burgess' senior. And I'll never forget Paul Hewitt classless anyways anyways <laughs> enough i could i could do a whole show yeah. on george mason not my not my not my scene um how, how are you liking the freshman let's talk about the freshman real quick what are you seeing out of dj what are you seeing out of samir i like him i like i like who do you uh, like more who, who do, do i you like, like more, more? Oh. if you had to pick one player samir or dj oh man one well, player and and the um, other one couldn't play for vcu who would you take if i was just to give you a simple answer which <laughs> You know I can't on on this particular question. I would say 
Jenkins. Of course he would. Jenkins is of looking. He would. He's looking like the truth you right love now. Hype. He is good. You love hype. Well, he is good though. He 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 can drive it to the hoop. He slammed it on that one dude. What what game was that? God, Where that was he incredible. just just. One-handed jam all over the guy. I can't remember. Was it, uh, it was at home. Was it at? Uh, it was at home. It was at home. Was it? Uh, oh man, which which game was it? He slammed it all over the guy. I remember that. I think it uh, was. Honestly, to be honest, I think it might have been Princeton. It was Princeton. Yes, he just took it up and just jammed it like an NBA style. It was great. Oh, and more like Rico McCarter style. Yeah, Hey-o. it was great. It was great. And you know, he's he's uh, at the beginning of the season. His shooting was kind of rough, but you can see that he's been working on it. He's making some threes. He's rebounding. Uh, oh, I disagree he, with you. I think I think he's got a nice stroke. Yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't. He doesn't have a hitch in his shot. Well, he he he, he doesn't. But at the beginning of the season, he wasn't making as many as he is sure. right now. Sure. Um, which he's a great shooter. I think he's a really good shooter, and he's he's taking it to the hoop like a man. He's uh, shooting. He's, and he's rebounding. He's playing physically, um, but he's, he's shooting forty four percent from three. Yeah, and I mean, with that being said, I do like, I do like Samir Doughty. Um, I think he's refined his game a little bit. Uh, he's refined actually, his game. He's about ten games in. You haven't even seen him that much. Come on, what? no, no, dude. You're he, only taking DJ because of the hype. You know it. You're taking whatever. DJ because of the hype. Samir Doughty played over thirty minutes. Uh, what game yeah, was it? He gets down. He gets a lot of. He gets. He, he does gets get way down. more minutes than Jenkins, and I think that Samir Doughty has. They get a about the more same. Experience. They're averaging yeah. about the same. Are they okay? But Doughty can. Doughty can fill that basket. He can play, up. but uh, what's what's he shooting from three? He's oh, not, he can't shoot the three. He can't, shoot he can't the really three shoot the three very well. But he's he takes shooting, it to the hoop really. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, he's he, shooting fifteen percent. He takes it. <laughs> he can't shoot the three. He's four of twenty six. I'm sure he's got time to work on that. <laughs> he's four of twenty six. Uh, oh, but Jenkins can shoot the Lord. three. He's a true freshman. Uh, Doughty has practiced with the team for over a ye- okay, year fair. now, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Um, he's definitely got more experience playing with those uh, with his teammates than Jenkins has. But Doughty, I mean, I I don't have much to complain about Doughty. I know last episode I talked about how uh, his lack of ball passing was uh, really getting on my nerves. He hogs it. Um, Which is funny because I was just about to suggest, is he the point guard of our future? (laughs) No. You better hope not. (laughs) No. It's going to be Jonathan Williams, and then it's going to be LeVar Bats. Oh, LeVar. Wow. LeVar Bats. That's going to be fun. Um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, I I like both of those guys. You would take DJ. I like Jenkins a lot. I'd take him, too. He's great. He... Just, just think about how good he is. He's been this year, and obviously, this is why I was livid that Will Wade put him back in the game. I just yeah. thought, what are you this guy's doing? Our future. What are you doing? This guy We're is playing the George future. Mason. If yeah. we can't beat George Mason without Deontay Jenkins, we don't deserve to beat them this year. That's what I was thinking. Mean, anyways, we don't need to go back. This guy over is it, our future. Insane. And if he's looking this good as a freshman, just imagine how good he's going to be uh, going forward in the next three years. He's gonna be. He's going to be the real deal. He's going to be the real deal. I can't wait. All right, yeah. what do we got coming up on the schedule? Who we got? We got Duquesne. Duquesne. I don't know much about Duquesne. That? Duquesne. Duquesne. Yeah. I, I uh, mean, Duquesne, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Duquesne. Um, well, that's Pittsburgh. Yeah. You guys love Pittsburgh. You and you and Dustin. Yeah, we do love Pittsburgh. I do shout love the Steelers. Shout out. The Steelers made the playoffs finally. Probably going to lose to the Dolphins on Sunday. Yeah, but are you going to shout out your boy Dustin? Shout out to my boy Dustin. <laughs> Dustin was in town uh, for a day <laughs> uh, the, over the weekend. It was cool to see him. Um, I did talk to him about getting uh, getting on the show, and he was seemed pretty excited about it. 
So, um, and I know Dustin's going to try to come up uh, to see the Dayton game. Oh, so maybe amazing. we can maybe we can arrange something for that. That's great. We yeah. go to the Dayton We're, game together, and then we yeah. can uh, we can maybe record with Dustin here. We got to get him in studio. Yeah, you guys are um, going to like Dustin. Which uh, the Dayton game is actually what the one I'm really excited for. Um, I I'm so excited for it that I requested off of work that day. Oh, and this year, look at this. <laughs> We're playing Dayton twice this year. Think. The good Lord. Yes. Because uh, they're a team we do not get to play team. enough. I watched some of them. they're a great team. They were playing the other day, great and program. I just watched some of them, and, and they were playing at home, and I thought, wow, this is like, this is like a, they're like VCU. I mean, they had a big arena. It was sold out. People were going crazy. They looked, they looked great. They were, I they wish were our arena the was that well. big. <laughs> yeah, their arena, they probably got, what, 5,000 on us? It was pretty big. It's like an 11,000 yeah, seat stadium yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. And they got a great coach. Don't they have Archie Miller there? Yeah. Great yeah. coach. It's a great program. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, I'm I'm glad to be playing them twice this year, but I'm really excited to see that Dayton game later this month, uh, which will be at home at nine o'clock, which is kind of late. Wow, why is it? Uh, it's at the stu- it's, it's a Friday be- night. Well, it's gonna it's a Friday night, and it's gonna be yeah. on ESPN too. Okay, so uh, okay. it's gonna be a nationally televised game. So that's a pretty exciting game. Um, but just to kind of look after the Duquesne game, uh, we're playing uh, Massachusetts uh, on on a, on Saturday. Uh, Saturday uh, afternoon game. Well, uh, those are always cool. Um, I I will I'll be watching that. Uh, we got George Washington on ESPN two as well. So uh, and that's on the eleventh. When is what is that? That's the eleventh like day. The eleventh is Wednesday. A, is a Wednesday. And let's say that we'll we'll reconvene for our next episode after that. I'd say. Yeah, that three, sounds like a good game. idea. And then look, and that'll be leading up to the Davidson game, which. Um, it's uh that that's also a really good program as well. So um I think we'll we'll get a nice little preview of what the season the rest of the season is going to look like uh for you know over the next week or two. Um, kind of off topic, but uh I I've been meaning to ask you this, Spencer. I was talking to our boy Dustin the other day, and what's going to happen next year when we lose Mo and we lose Hamdi? And our only post players are Tillman and a freshman. What's going to happen there? Are we going to de- are we going to develop Sean Mobley into a post uh, player? Because uh, I'm kind of concerned about what look, our look, our post game is going to look like look, after Mo leaves. Look, we can't be talking about any of these fr- these high school seniors who haven't even gotten here. Okay, Sean Mobley is just. Some guy I've seen on the internet. Okay, and exactly. It looks like, I know. It looks like he can shoot. So it's really wait, concerning. Wait, but it, it looks <laughs> like he can shoot the ball really well from three. I don't think that Will Wade has recruited Sean Mobley to come in and be a rebounder or down on the blocks. I think he's looking at him the way that that Chaka Smart looked at uh, Michael Gilmore, which is a swing, a swing man, a three. You know, somebody who can step out into the corner and, and knock down that three. Um, which is something we're desperately missing. If we had a player playing at the three, and we don't need to get into Jordan Burgess, but just, I mean, imagine we had somebody a few few inches taller than Jordan Burgess who could knock down the three playing at the three position. We'd be a very dangerous team. So when I think about Sean Mobley, I imagine that's what's going on. If yeah, anybody but the is question coming is, in, what's, if anybody, so if what's happening to the post sure, game, sure, though? Sure, sure. So it's going to be Tillman. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And it's he's gonna great. It's going to be Tillman. Well, but, you know, he's I don't gonna know have if to, he is great, I mean, actually. 
and that's something we can talk about. I think he's a good player. I love, I love Tillman. Don't get me wrong. Like he needs to get bigger. In terms of his potential, it's always been there, and he has games. He's had games this season where he just takes over and dominates. Did did he look like he had a little argument with Will Wade the other day? This is what I'm saying. We were like jawing off at each other. I don't. I mean, look. I don't know what was going on there. When you're when you're that competitive, when you're in that competitive environment. It happened. But we were winning that game. I, I don't know what was going on there. I don't know. I mean, um, I don't know what's going on with Tillman in general because he seems like a stop-start guy. To me, some nights he comes out and he looks, in my opinion, this is my humble opinion, he looks like the best player on the team. He looks like we need to get him 20 touches a night, and he needs to be turning and shooting because I think, I think he's that dominant. But then there are other nights. There are other nights where he's just totally absent. Totally absent. I mean, just he can't well, get involved of, in the offense. I think offense. part of the reason— Part of the reason why he may have those off nights is because we got two other big guys that can fill it up. So, well, like, I don't agree in, with that. in his absence. I don't agree, so, but I don't like, agree with that. And, and you know, Mo's going to deliver almost every game. Maybe. And, and sometimes I, he gets into foul trouble. Sometimes Ahmed can't throw a, a, a nickel into the ocean. But that's I mean, the that's thing, the though. Truth. We got three of them this year. We got three of them this I year. Know. And I know. And usually. We're we're screwed if all of three of them are bad, <laughs> and usually that doesn't happen. At least one of them are good. Usually two or three, all or all three of them are having a pretty decent game. But if we go into next year with Hamdi, it's worrying. I, I thought he had it's one worrying. more year of eligibility, but apparently he doesn't. And then you got Mo leaving as well, um, which it looks like he he's going to be a serious candidate for the NFL. Never going to happen. A lot of Never people are saying happen. that, but I don't Never. know. I don't know what's going to happen. But I, all I know is he's not going to be on our team next year. We got one experienced big guy in there, and Tillman's well, not really a center. Well, look. Okay, so I'm what, put it what happens way. to our post play next put, year? I'll make it very simple to you. It's going to be Tillman. It's going to be Tillman. He's going to be starting down at the center and position. Maybe, maybe and to be honest, it's probably going to be, here's another name which we haven't brought up. He's not a high school senior. He's on the team right now. It could be Isaac Van. Isaac Van oh, is 6'6", yeah. six, six, and he's listed as a, as a, as a forward. He is good. I don't yeah. know his game that well, but I would have to imagine that, yeah, it's probably going to be Tillman and He Van. got a lot of rebounds at, uh, where did he Maine. come from? Maine, yeah. I believe, yeah. Yeah, he transferred Maine. He's really good defensively, and he mm-hmm. he, he filled it up uh, on rebounding uh, coming yep. from Maine. So 6'6", I mean, six, six, that's big enough, I guess, for us. Well, I think, yeah, for right now, just looking at the roster, it's going to be Tillman, it's going to be Van, and then it's going to be the redshirt freshman Kerr, who I expect to play a lot from the beginning because we have an empty hole there. Well, he's, he's not a redshirt. He'll be a true freshman. I know. That's what I meant to yeah. say. True, true freshman. He's what is he? Six. He's six ten already. He's a top one hundred player. Yeah. You want to talk about hype? But we need. We need. We gotta let him develop a little bit, right? Well, but you were just saying Sean Mobley. Like you're gonna stick Sean Mobley in there. That's What's true. the difference? I mean, <laughs> no, I would rather Mayan Kerr. Play. Mayan yeah, Kerr. You're right. I think you're. I mean, I think you're right. Mayan Kerr. He's he looks thin to me. I mean, he it'd looks be good. Like he needs... Good for him to come off the bench for sure. Um, Don't be surprised. But if... are you? Are you? Are, is our is our front court? Who's our front court next year starting? I know, I know. It's Who's Tillman. starting? Is it's it going to be Van it's, and Tillman? No, I. If I had to guess, it's going to be Tillman, and it's going to be a, a senior transfer that they bring in. Okay, and that's that's, probably, that's probably something probably... we may need to do a little bit more research on. Maybe we'll get another Hamdi uh, into the program. Um, I honestly, I don't know what happened. I would didn't do want, enough research you, on this, but I thought want... Hamdi had another year of eligibility. Well, you know, again, his education stuff got all messed up because he, you know, he's in Egypt. And it would be nice for college. him to have play one more year with us. Would it be nice? It would be nice. I mean, that's the. I, you I like feel his, this, you like I felt the game? same way about Bill Barry leaving, but that, I know he was actually a senior. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. Hamdi's just. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say about Hamdi. He's big. He's better than DJ Haley. He's a one-trick pony. He's better. Is he better than DJ Haley? Yes, he can actually catch the ball. <laughs> He's faster than DJ Haley. 
Yeah. And he can catch the ball. I'm just it, it just he just feels very much like one trick. Throw the ball inside, he, he takes it one bounce, turns and chucks it at the rim. Um and and, so, and yeah, when I mean, it's he's, going he's in, not a star by any means, but he he for for the role that he sure, plays on I, our team, he gets the job done. Yeah, I I'd, I'd like to have I'd like for him to have another year. Yeah. Yeah, I but do. Hopefully, maybe we'll get an, a senior transfer. We'll we'll need to do a little I, bit more research. I bet on that. you that's. I bet you that's what they're looking. We at. should because I mean, if we don't, then we're looking a little thin on that post game next year. Um, which I know but, Will Wade is actually that's that's the thing that he has over Shaka Smart is the post game. He has a more. Uh, he's more aware of the post game. Or at least he, tr- he tries to get it down there. Yeah, and I think but it's very important. I'll remind you, we went to the Final Four without a true center. I mean, Javante Reddick was a was a freshman on that team. Who else do we have? Heath Houston, Heath Toby Houston, Veal. Houston did not I mean, play. come on. But I'm Toby just Veal saying. Played. But I'm saying, like, let's get real. Um, That's, DJ Haley was starting for us. I know. But yeah, exactly. I, I guess the point I'm You're making right. is, okay. if, if we don't have a seven foot monster next year, which is it's looking like we're not going to, although we we might in two years with Mayan Kerr. Let's see what he grows into. If we don't have somebody massive down low next year, it doesn't mean we still can't have a great season. We're going to have Johnny Williams going to be a senior. Um, Dariante Jenkins and Samir are going to be there. I think Jenkins is going to start. I think Doughty and Jenkins are going to start. Exactly. Think about that lineup. Johnny Williams, Samir Doughty, Jenkins, Tillman, and then maybe like Isaac Van. I mean, I think Van will probably start with his experience. There are a lot of questions there because they'll be coming in and they have to live up to the hype. But I like the look of all those players. Samir Doughty puts it in. Samir Doughty gets buckets, and Deriante gets buckets, but they get buckets in different ways. They are going to be dangerous together. Yeah, I'd like, well, see, I like our perimeter play going into next year, and I think those guys play great defense, too. I think Doughty and Jenkins, as far as defending goes, very good for freshmen. Very, very good. And I like what I'm seeing from them. I just, you know how much I like the post game. I like the post game a lot. I think it's very important, and I think that that's. I think it makes a huge difference on the team. Um, and I know we made it to the final four without, uh, you know, a big post player. Well, we had Jamie Skeen that year, though. Yeah, but Jamie Ske- Jamie Skeen was stretch. really like a stretch four. He did right? stretch, I mean, he was... but he he got it in. He got he got in on the post, and he he was big. I think the nice thing about having somebody big, uh, the one nice thing that we don't have right now, and that we haven't had for like the last decade. Is somebody really big in the center? I mean, I guess you could say Larry Sanders, but anyways, somebody big in the center who you can throw the ball into, and they're going to get fouled, and they're going to get cheap fouls. Um, and then on the defensive end, somebody who can body up and not get easy fouls, because that to me is a big problem with VCU Rams. Is the foul trouble that they're always getting into, um, and, and the fact that they're not able to get into the same foul trouble that the other teams do. Meaning that we don't usually usually we're letting the other team get into the bonus with ten minutes left in the half, but we don't get into the bonus until much later. And so I think if we had somebody bigger down there, we'd be picking up cheap fouls here and there and getting to the getting to the foul the free throw line uh, a lot quicker, which 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 I think is important because I do think that is still a major area of concern in my opinion with VCU. It always has been Bad free throw shooting, and then also getting the other team into foul trouble very quickly, so that they're shooting lots of really you know easy baskets down the stretch. Yeah, um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens next year. I I have high hopes for Minecraft, but you know he's a freshman, so I don't want to I don't want to set too high of an expectation. You're pumped on him. about Lavar. You, you're I ready. Very, I am very pumped <laughs> about Lavar, but I'm realistic enough to know that he's going to be a freshman next year, so he's going to be coming off the bench, yeah. and I know. Yeah. And you got Johnny. I mean, there. Jenkins is doing great off the bench right now as a freshman. Hasn't Johnny so. had a great year? Yeah, Johnny's been looking Most good. Most underrated Ram. 
He's yeah. had some great games this He's year. He's looking really good. He looked really good against George Mason. He's got the best. And hair. he looks really he looks really hair. good against um uh Howard. I know I know it was Howard. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I, I I was there at the game watching watching uh us play Howard and they had this this point their point guard on their team who was listed at five nine was definitely not five nine. He was like five six and he was supposed to be one of their better players and Williams just like dominated him. I mean, Williams is just the last five games. He's shooting over fifty percent from the field. He's not taking a lot of shots, but I mean, just he's he, hitting some jumpers. Though. He's yeah, exactly. He's he's not only is he confident to take them, but he's making them. He's scoring points. He's distributing the ball really well. If you go back and look, I mean, I'm looking at his Do stats you see right his now. chase down on on yeah. George Mason. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know it was goaltending, I mean, no, no, I know, but still, still, he chased it down and he's jumping he's not, really high right he's now. He's not turning the ball over. He's not fouling. He's dishing out assists. He's picking up rebounds. And he's scoring the bucket like nobody thought that he could last year. So I just I had to make sure to get a shout out to Johnny because he's playing out of control. He's doing great. And let's let's not forget, let's not forget our boy Jaquan Lewis. None of this would be possible without Jaquan. He's, he's playing out he's, of his mind. He's you, playing you, out of his mind. Every game, there's several moments where he just puts the team on his back and, and wills them. And he just says, just ride with me. Yeah. And he just yeah. Just kills it, like against ODU. Like if you look at his numbers against ODU, yeah, he didn't shoot a very high percentage, but in at the end of the game when we needed him the most, he stepped up and he made some very, very gutsy God, shots. He's out of control. In the yeah. last five games, he's out of control. He's at 20, 20, 14, 17. He had twenty six. He's playing over George thirty Mason. minutes every game. He's crushing yeah. it. This kid, this kid, he better get first team. Because they always they always scrub us when it comes to the when when it comes to the first team all conferences we always get scrubbed and I think that's a testament to how much of a team VCU's it's it's really a, a um, all the parts that come together but Jaquan he better be getting top nods this year he's playing out of his mind and the last thing I want to say about Jaquan don't forget you had he's the most divisive player I have seen. In VCU history, I mean, people oh, yeah, I yeah. really didn't like Jaquan Lewis's style of basketball a couple years ago. They called him immature, and probably rightfully so. If you recall, a couple years ago, he well, did have yeah. maturity problems. He was out of control. With, with, yeah. with that being said, he emotionally unstable, emotionally unstable at that and it point. Reflected on he was the court coming too. off and crying and getting you. But the truth is, he is so mature this year. He's had no emotional breakdowns. He has been the general. He's been incredible. He knows. he knows his role right now and he's the leader. He deserves he's respect. He's the guy. He deserves respect. He is our guy and you know, I'm going to stand behind him no matter what he does this season because just because of how much he's matured uh over the last 3 years. I mean, he is stepping up and he he knows. He knows he's the guy. It's his last chance. It's his last chance. It's his last chance and he needs to make a big splash and I think I think he's I think he's D League talent. I think he can get into the D League. He's, he's fast enough to be in the NBA. D League talent. I think he's NBA talent. I mean, if yeah. if Briante can go to the D League and crush the way that he's doing it, in my Jay opinion, Jaquan's just look, as fast. I know that it's people will say Briante, you know, one of the best on-ball defenders, probably in the history of college basketball. But I still do not think that that is as important of a skill set when you get to the NBA as somebody who, like Troy Daniels, is a knockdown three-point shooter. I think that those NBA teams. In my opinion, just from what I've seen, I think they value somebody who's a knockdown three-point shooter more than somebody who can steal the basketball. That's just my opinion, okay? But but if we keep going down that line of thinking, then in my opinion, I think Jaquan Lewis could definitely excel at the next level. He he is an incredible—outside of Troy Daniels, he's probably the best three-point shooter I've seen in the flesh at VCU. He's knocked down. 
He's bullseye. Who? Rozelle? Who? Yeah, Who? Rozelle, uh, uh, no. Bradford Burgess. No, Bradford I don't know. Bradford Burgess no. could shoot the three really well. I know well. he could shoot the three really well. He shot well. a higher volume of threes than... But Jaquan, no, I, I know believe, that I, they no, both I agree, can. I agree that Jaquan Lewis is one of one of the better three point shooters we've seen at VCU. So uh, I just, top. I, I he's think, top. I think he could excel at the he's next level. He's got a level. good shot. He's so fast with the ball in his hand. I think, like, I actually think he could be he, a real pl- point guard. And really, at the next he plays he plays good defense. Yeah, he's very he good does. on the defensive. He doesn't end. foul. Out. He's one of our better defenders. It's not like when you he put Doug st- Brooks in he, there, he doesn't get stupid fouls, <laughs> and uh, he gets three fouls on one play. Shout out to Doug Brooks. He went like five for eight. He went in three. What game was that? What game was a couple games ago? Was it Middle Tennessee? Oh, God. He, was, went, he was five for eight and just <laughs> lit them up. What a game that was. I was He's so infuriating. I was just sitting there thinking, Dougie, it was against UL Monroe. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> it's, I, feel, I almost feel bad for him. Like, he is the two that we need this year. I mean, it's his senior year. He should be starting at the two and putting up 10 to and 15. And look who's starting. Samir Doughty. I well, it's <laughs> because Doug Brooks is he's. I mean, look. All you have to do is look at his game log and look at the personal fouls. He's a foul machine. You put him in. He's never learned how to play defense without fouling. I think uh, he's I think a Doug Brooks is, I think uh, Doug Brooks's defense is just stuck in the nineties. <laughs> if Doug, if this was the nineties right now, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Doug Brooks would be a lockdown defender. If this was the nineties, Doug Brooks would be a lockdown defender, stopping Michael Jordan from getting any Maybe not, reads. No, he would not be stopping Michael <laughs> Jordan. But he, he would be getting, he'd be getting less fouls. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think when he does play defense, he he puts his heart into it, and sometimes he uh, overreaches his boundaries. <laughs> not sometimes, all the time. All the time. <laughs> all right. Okay. Um. So we're gonna uh, let's see. We're gonna step off. We got a few games uh, before we're going to be back. We'll be playing Duquesne Dukes on January fourth, uh, UMass on January seventh, and we'll be playing George Washington on January eleventh. Before you hear us again, uh, anything that you would like to uh, anything on your mind before we head out? Uh, nothing I can think of. Just keep an eye out for those games. Um, George Washington's going to be nationally televised, so you guys can watch it on ESPN two and. Uh, Massachusetts game is going to be on NBC Sports Network, which I know a good amount of people have access to, as opposed to CBS Sports Network, which tough to find. No one has access to. I mean, I'd pay money to watch it, but uh, <laughs> CBS doesn't want to accept my money. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, go Rams. I, we're looking pretty good. I think uh, I think the season's looking good for us, as opposed to uh, you know a few weeks ago. Sounds good for Brian Lamb. I'm Spencer Kellogg. This is the Ram Report. Oh, actually, the, it's the Ram Jam. It's the Ram Jam. <laughs> the Ram Jam. I always think it's the Ram Report, but it's the Ram Jam. It's the Ram Jam. It's a cooler name. <laughs> I always mess that up. I feel like it's hard because I feel like we're having a conversation. Then all of a sudden, I got to go with this, like, you know, for Brian Lamb. And maybe if I do it this like is that. A news anchor. For Brian Lamb. Great job. I'm Spencer Kellogg. You've been listening to the Ram Report. I think you're like one for four on the sign off. Goodbye, Richmond. We love you. <laughs>